Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Um... Uh, you know, just uh, I'm doing better than the, than the WWE right now. Uh, the last couple of days, uh, if you're a fan of wrestling, has been crazy just to see um, or just to know about certain people who you watch wrestle, who does behind the scenes work, uh, people that you don't know about by face or by name, um, getting cut. So uh, yesterday was pretty much a big day on social media where a lot of people who work for WWE are no longer with them. We had Howard Finkel pass away this morning. So a lot of things are not for the good are happening in wrestling. So just to kind of bunch everything together and touch up on it. And yeah, we had AEW and NXT last night, but Mm -hmm. that's besides the point. So um, I do want to run down. Uh, I'm pretty sure people would know about it by now, but if they don't, I think as of today, who was... Uh, cut by the company yesterday. So I'll say this real quick. Uh, Kurt Angle, Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Lou Gallows, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Rowan, Sarah Logan, Mike Chioda, the referee, uh, EC3, Aiden English, Leo Rush, Primo Epico, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, Zach Ryder, No Way Jose, Rusev, um, as far as producers and stuff like that go, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, uh, Fit Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, Lance Storm, Ace Steele, Serena Deeb, Kendo, Kashin, Andrea, Lissenberger, and Jerry Soto. Uh, a few NXT talent were released as well. Dorian Mack, Deanna uh, Perrazzo, MJ Jenkins, Josiah Williams, uh, Alexander Joxic, Alyssa Miles, and John uh, Questo. So, uh, f- majority of those people I-, I don't know as far as the backstage and some of the NXT people, but it's a lot. It's a lot to take in and just um, kind of, co- you know, kind of like rehash everything. So, Grant, you know, you cover the sport for, for a long time. I don't think we've ever watched a sport where in one day you have a lot of cuts, a lot of firings and stuff like that. Not even NFL or NBA uh, or any major sport that has happened. So I know with the current climate of what we're dealing with, but how shocking or surprised were you that um, that they made these cuts and the amount of people that suffered through this? 
Yeah, no, there's a lot to say on this. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of people say, I, I don't work there. I'm not a big business person. So it's really hard for me to say as a fact. Mm-hmm. But I know Dave Meltzer had chimed in yesterday saying that, you know, they didn't have to release a lot of these people because they're making money hand over fist from a lot of different things, from TV deals and stuff like that, especially since they're continuing on with TV. Yeah. I, w- I think I would understand a little more if they weren't continuing to tape TV. Every business is taking you know a massive blow right now you know due to what's going on with wwe they have so much money as it is that they might be able to spare some money especially i know they're not doing live shows they had to cut wrestlemania all these other raw smackdowns house shows all this other stuff i don't know uh, there's other companies that aren't doing shows either you know like impact and ring of honor and aew still going but they're not having live attendance as far as we know and this may well soon change no other company is cutting anyone else right now and it might be due to guaranteed contracts i think i saw dave Meltzer say something along those lines mm-hmm. um i don't know it, it's really hard to say i know they may not be running shows for a long time it may be months it could be a year who knows it's only been a month, so I think it was premature to say, hey, we should get rid of all these people. Um, I think right. the bigger lesson here, again, there's so many things to say on this subject. I don't know if they should have released as many people as they did just because we don't know how bad it's going to – we know how bad it is. We don't know how worse it's going to get, I guess, is more so what I'm getting at here in terms of the amount of people they let go. Uh, I think the bigger lesson, in my opinion – is that they really, if, if anything, if this really teaches anyone anything, specifically WWE, it's to not hoard talent. They should not have had as many people as they did under contract. And the backstage people in there, you know, the corporate side is one thing. That's all, you know, that's it, it sucks. Right. And I'm talking about purely in terms of the talent they have. There are so many people under contract you would never even know. A lot of people, I'm sure, before yesterday did not know that Primo and Epico were still under contract. Same with Heath Slater, people that we have not seen on TV in forever. Uh, some people definitely did surprise me. Gallows and Anderson were a part of the OC. They might have been they might have been cut because of a you know a cost cutting measure. They resigned reportedly for a lot of money last year. Mm-hmm. They probably realized, hey, these guys aren't worth the money we're paying them, despite the fact they're supposedly the best tag team in the world after they won that World Cup at uh, Crown Jewel a couple of months ago. But you know they were let go. A lot of these people aren't overly surprising. Um, you know Sarah Logan is on TV a lot. That kind of surprised me. Her husband still works there. Drake Maverick, I mean, his was probably the most depressing and the most, um, not shocking. I mean, he has been on TV a lot lately, but he's a guy that I really felt like they could have done more with. He's a great in-ring wrestler. He's very good on the mic. He could do comedy. He could do managing. He could be a GM. He could do a lot of different things, and they right. they just cut him. And then he put out that video, which was you know flat-out depressing. You know, people that have been there forever, Hawkins and Ryder, Ryder, I'm shocked they haven't cut him before now, but again, it's because they were hoarding talent. You know, EC3 is another guy they just did absolutely nothing with. And if you don't have plans for these people, let them go. But again, these are people's jobs we're talking about right now. The timing is terrible because where do they go? How, how are these people going to make money? Again, I'm not among them, so I can't say, oh, they're going to get paid for the X amount of days. I don't know. Um, but these people have nowhere to go for the foreseeable future. I mean, there's no other promotions open. If this was like any other Black Friday from like five, six years ago, which we would get occasionally, then I would say, okay, you know, this guy can go there, this can go here, mm-hmm. but we don't really have that right now because there's no places open. There's no place to get a job right now. So it's a, it's a really tough spot to be in. And uh, again, I don't know the financial side of it. They're continuing on with the shows. If they weren't, I would say, okay, they're not making that TV money. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to cut costs. They'd probably cut more people than they are right now, but they're continuing on with it. And 
I don't know. I feel like they're in a good spot financially where they're not bankrupt like the XFL went or the, a couple of days ago. It would have been okay for them to be like, okay, we won't run any shows. We can keep everyone under contract. And then maybe after this whole thing is over, we can start letting people go. But they didn't. They just kind of cut to the chiefs within a month. So not a big fan of it. But a lot of these cuts weren't surprising. It was really more a matter of when and not if they would be let go, I would say. So real quick before I go further. So when they say this word furloughed, yep. what does that mean? So that's a great question because before recently I had no idea either. And I think it's a very popular term outside, not just in wrestling. Cause I heard someone else, uh, one of my friends who, who got uh, laid off, furloughed, whatever, used the same term. And I also had no idea what that meant. So I had to look it up. I believe it means it's a temporary uh, firing that they'll bring you back after a certain period of time. Okay. So hopefully after this thing subsides, these people will be brought back. That I believe only applies as far as, I know to the producers who they could use backstage the talent. It's far from a guarantee. I doubt they would bring any of these people back to be honest with you, uh, at least immediately, maybe some of them Mo- like, why would they rehire Primo and Epico if they have no plans for them? They haven't been on TV for years. Like I doubt they were furloughed. I'm sure it was all the producers that were let go because everyone was acting like, Oh, you know I'm done there. Like I'm not going back because specifically the talent who spoke out about it on social media yesterday. So yeah, I think furloughed is when they let go of you temporarily and they plan to bring you back after a certain period of time. Right, because, uh, uh, you know, I've also seen that when some of these performers got cut, I kept reading that it was more like a mutual agreement. So uh, there are, uh, uh, I would say, a handful of people who were looking to get released who have made some sort of notion on social media or in the public in the last couple of years that they, that, they, that they weren't happy and they want to get their release. So some, you know, someone like a Rusev, you know, that's been outside mm-hmm. in, um, in the public that he wasn't happy at certain times. So, uh, maybe he's part of those quote unquote mutual agreements. So he probably didn't care, but you know, as long as he's out of that company, he's fine. Um, according to him, like people like Kurt Angle, I think could be a guy who, is in that furloughed kind of area where if he's a backstage helper producer, uh, they I could, think he'll be back. I think, yeah, I I think definitely he'll think back. he'll be back. The, the, the gallows and Anderson, you know, I, a lot of fans were more on the side of, you know, you guys brought them in and they did, you know, they had the hype from Japan and being part of uh, AJ styles crew. And they got paid a lot of money to be brought in. Right. Too. But now when they, once they got here, you didn't do anything with them. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're the best workers or whatever. I'm just saying if, yeah. you, if you're gonna hire somebody and bring them in and they have a buzz coming in and you don't do shit with them and then you keep paying them money and paying them money, they were they they got the short end of the stick because they never really got the chance to fulfill the potential of what they could have had in the company. So that that's a major bummer. Uh, you know, Rowan would just you know, doing. He was on TV like just about every week. Um, I'm not a big fan of Rowan, but I think he was he was being used uh, more so than the, the EC3s. And I forgot yeah. Aiden English was there. Um, Leo Rush was just cruiserweight champion re- uh, recently. You mentioned Primo Epico. I forgot I forgot they were still there. Uh, Kurt Hawkins, <laughs> you know, okay. Drake Maverick. I just saw the graphic yesterday for the cruiserweight tournament. And I, I think mm-hmm. I think I read someone that they were gonna let him finish it out and uh, stuff like that. Sarah Logan, she, you know, she, I just saw her recently as what the chamber or, or uh, she was on Raw this week. She got beat up by uh, she. <laughs> she and No Way Jose were on Raw on Monday. They both got squashed. That's what I'm saying. And then Rusev. When was the last time you saw Rusev? 
Rusev, they finished up the Lashley storyline. He hasn't been on the show in like two months. I mean, he yeah. he's a guy I completely agree. Not that I don't feel bad for these people. I mean, for people like him. I mean, I, I, maybe he wanted to be let go, and then the pandemic happened. Obviously, mm-hmm. no one wants to get fired at this point. You know, right. there's nowhere to go, so I kind of get that. But he was a guy that wanted it. He was a guy that requested his release. I would assume, again, I don't know him. I don't know everything about the company. But he was a guy that seemed like he's been in a contract dispute for months now, for like six months. Right. He probably wasn't going to resign. Um, another guy, too, like you said, Rowan was on Raw every single week. He's a, Dude, he beat Roman Reigns on pay-per-view six months ago. Think yeah. about that for a second. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay, we have no plans for you. That's why they cut short that dumb cage thing, um, you know, just recently. Who was the other guy I was thinking about? Um the Canellises. I mean, they were they went in public with wanting their release six months ago, yeah. and they didn't let them go because WWE's probably like wanting to teach them a lesson. Like, listen, you, we signed you to five year deals. We're gonna have you honor that before we let you go, or at least close to it. And in this current climate, they're like, okay, proving the point to these people doesn't matter. We're just gonna let you go. So I don't know. If Maria wanted to be let go. I think it was more so Mike. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, and even uh, people really aren't surprising like Aiden English has been a commentator on 205 Live for years now they were never going to use him as a performer again mm. even Heath Slater where he was just on um, that show The Bump congratulating yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre crying and and then like a week later you, you know future endeavored you know just um, oh, who else we got here you know No Way Jose I I, I, I never liked the gimmick even in, in NXT probably some fans loved it but it I, just, I liked it, but it was it was never yeah, going to get beyond but, a certain level, though. Um, again, again, it's it was cool in NXT. It's not a main roster gimmick. No, if that makes sense. No, not 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 as a mid card thing. It, it yeah. was like a, it was really like an opening act type gimmick. Yeah, uh, Mike Kyoto. Mike Kyoto was had the longest tenure there. He was there since the late eighties. Um, eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine. So that's what 30, 30 years. Yeah, thirty one like, years. Like wow. Um. And if, I, if you go backstage, people, again, I, I don't know what exactly these guys do, but I know that they have an integral part, the Billy Kidmans, and, the, and I think Finley was the main guy that I saw support on social media for. Cause, you know, he has he oh, he had a hand in the women's division. That's what I keep seeing about Fit Finley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he was a huge influence in that women's division, and not just in recent years. Like, he's been working with the women ever since he retired from the ring about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And they let him to... They let him go to, I think around 2010, 2011. They let him go for a little while after he retired from the ring. And then they brought him back. Because I saw him at an indie show like 10 years ago. And then they brought him back, I want to say, in either 2011 or 2012. And then he's been working as a backstage producer ever since. But yeah, he was very, had a very big influence on the women's division. They talk about him a lot. I think it's in one of those 24s called Women's Evolution or Women Empowered or whatever. Yeah. Um, he plays a very big role in that. And uh, he, I mean, he was working with the women even 15 years ago. We've heard maybe Tori Wilson give him credit for kind of working with the women even before he joined the company as an on-air character when he left WCW. So yeah, his, his loss is... Uh, a big one, but hopefully he too is brought back after this whole thing is over with. Yeah, Zack Ryder, he he, he had a, a bunch of up and downs. He was IC champion, had that had that whole big WrestleMania moment a few years ago, and it was just like like down the drain like a month later. And it, it, I mean, it's crazy. Um, Shane Helms backstage, Lance Storm. Um, Lance Storm just got there too. That's the sad thing. Crazy. Um, Scott Armstrong. That's that's the referee, right? 
Yeah, Scott Armstrong's another longtime referee. I think he might have come over from WCW, but yeah, he was the referee. He was all oh, that crooked referee, Scott Armstrong, that was involved in the authority storyline with Daniel Bryan, like that tried to screw him over a couple right. times. Yeah, he that was him. Oh, and they even fired Bray Wyatt's father, huh? On on tax day. <laughs> oh boy. Mike Rotunda. What was supposed to be tax day before it got bumped, I guess, to yeah. July or whatever. Damn, they got rid of Mike. Uh, Bray Wyatt's dad. Uh, I, I'm assuming Bo Dallas is still there. You know what? Now, Rusev is gone. Uh, do you think Lana would want a way out somehow, some way? Or do you think Rusev is, is, is still one of those, I will will release you now, but you'll be one of the guys you bring that we'll bring back. So No, no, I don't uh, I think I don't think you wanted to be there. I mean the guy was never on TV towards the end there. So now what um, what, what is what does Lana do now? She's been with Lashley. Um I mean I don't think she's leaving. She just re signed a five year deal. Damn. That was the weird thing to me. She re signed late last year in like November, maybe October or so. Mm-hmm. Um she re signed, but Rusev didn't, even though his contract again has been expiring for a while now. So that was very telling to right. me that it was like, okay, if he's not re signing, then and she did, that means that she why wouldn't she he have re signed already if she already did, you know? So I think she sticks around. What does she do? Uh, dude, I have no idea. She sucks. Salon is terrible. The only role that I think she was ever really good in was as Rusev's heel manager. As an in-ring competitor, she's mm-hmm. always been atrocious. Like when she <laughs> had that brief run a couple of years ago in the SmackDown Women's Division, she went for the title a few times. She was terrible. She never really improved. She was like she was like the she's like the current Eva Marie of that women's division. Although even even Eva Marie improved a little bit. Even just Lana's terrible. Um, the whole Lashley thing was a bust. That just was a complete waste of time. So I, I don't know what you do with her after the whole Lashley thing runs its course, which apparently seems to be soon. I don't know what you do with Lana. And of course, you know you start getting the fans on social media like man you know they cut Rusev they cut uh, Zack Ryder and, uh, and obviously everybody thinks that AEW is going to sign 25 people uh, no chance in, in this, I mean they, yeah no, they won't anytime soon anyway <laughs> exactly so it's like okay I, I get it if this was a, no, a normal climate sure you could start thinking that but it's like you know does AEW ha- have the money to even sign these people do, do they even want to sign anybody brand new right now because you know again what, what can they do because they're in the same uh, uh, spot that uh, McMahon is in to, to, to do stuff in uh, empty arenas and you know what if AEW has to make a, a budget cut then what are you going to say now everybody is you know putting to the, the spotlight on uh, McMahon to be like the bad guy which I, I totally get but it's like, hey, you know, you know, NFL might do it soon. NBA might do it soon. MLB might do it soon. NHL, AEW might do some cuts. So my thing is, if that was to happen, are you going to show the same uh, uh, response to them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, exactly. And they should. They absolutely should. Because the play... You know, people want to believe what they want to believe, and then people look for any excuse to, uh, you know, bury Vince, and rightfully so in certain respects. But it's like... Every company is going through the same thing, and I do agree. WWE is not a restaurant; like, it's not like they have to shut down completely. Like, they're still doing shows, they're still yeah. making money from stuff, they still have TV deals. So it's not like the oh, you know, we have to fire everyone. Like, we have to fire all of our servers because we're not open as a restaurant. Like, it doesn't work like that for wrestling. Right. Um, 
I, I, I will say, like you said, more companies might have to do the same thing. I would have waited. I think WWE looks terrible in doing it now because it's only been a month and we don't know how long this thing is going to last. It could be six months. It could be a year. In that case, maybe they're just kind of getting ahead of the curb. Who knows? And they also have more money than any other promotion out there. So to fire all these people needlessly right now, I think it was a bad move, but it might have been inevitable anyway. So yeah, if it happens to AEW, people should be like, oh, Tony Khan's the devil the same way they were for Vince because – Every company is going through the same thing right now. It's a little different for WWE. And if no other company does this, then yeah, WWE looks worse. But if AEW soon, uh, you know, soon does it as well, they soon follow in their footsteps. Mm-hmm. I'm very anxious to see what the reaction would be. And this is what, a day or two after they were uh, uh, called um, an essential company, an essential work, workplace, mm-hmm. and, and now you're you're open for business to a degree, then you get these, these people flying in to come to the venue, and then they get laid off, and it's like, uh, I, I get it, maybe there's, there's some information that we just don't know, that they haven't let out, the, or the reason why this happened, or why these certain people, maybe these guys went to McMahon and said, listen, I want out, we, we just don't know, but obviously McMahon's going to be um, the bad guy here, which he's uh, accustomed to being. So I guess we'll just remain, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. Hopefully nobody else gets laid off, uh, a wrestler or a backstage person. But I think it was very shocking to see every – I think I think it was the amount of people because every five minutes a new tweet. Oh, and by the way, this guy's released. Oh, and by the way, this female's released. And I'm like, what? Like it kept going every five mm-hmm. minutes. Like, it, 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 And it wasn't like – one spreadsheet of everybody like wow it just kept going boom 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 and it's like like damn like just crazy yeah it's crazy dude it just it's nuts i mean again if they fired some of these people like a lot again a lot of these cuts were not surprising i think it was really more a matter of when like ec3 they've shown they just have no desire to push this guy or do anything with them and a lot of these people even if it was a current climate he's not going to make or break AEW. Just let him go. Who cares, yeah. you know? Um, Ryder and Hawkins was surprising just because they've been there forever. I mean, Hawkins got released and then got brought back, but Hawkins, Ryder specifically has been there forever. Um, Leo Rush, listen, I'm a big fan of him. I know you said he was a Cruiserweight champion a couple months ago, but it's like this guy's done himself no favors in terms of like he's been in hot water with the company for at least a year now between the Bobby Lashley stuff. He was on 205 Live complaining, oh, you know, 205 Live needs more respect. He just he complained recently on Twitter about not being a part of the tournament. It's like if I'm Vince, I'm like, listen, this guy's a whiner. Just get rid of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that doesn't surprise me at all. Just a wild week, man. This I even forgot XFL <laughs> applied for bankruptcy. It's like, damn, like I know this all happened. You completely forget about that. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the 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 thing where um, it was like McMahon said that the WWE was not a part of the XFL. It was it's totally separate, but not as rumors that it might have been uh, together. Like that, uh, you know, it had some part in in the financials and this. Then they go file for bankruptcy. Then the then the cuts, and then Howard Finkel this morning was just like and I, you know he's he's the greatest ring announcer of all time in in, in any in any wrestling capacity, any uh, mixed martial art capacity. Um, just sad to see what, what, what's going on and uh, with him and the outpour of uh, of uh, thoughts and prayers for him from the from fans and from, and from the wrestlers and you know like like I seen Triple H say like it. You know, if you never had your match introduced by Howard Finkel, is I'm probably wording it wrong, but it's it's something like 
not saying you weren't good enough, but if you if you never had your match uh, introduced by Howard Finkel, then you weren't made or some shit like that. But I, I kind of get what he was saying. Like it's like it's like Jim Ross, man. If Jim Ross never called your match, then it's like 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 you missed out on something. So Howard mm-hmm. Finkel, was, it's like he made everything bigger than what it was. Whether it's a WrestleMania, a SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, so so many iconic uh, championship matches that he said and new champion and or still champion coming down the aisle. It just like no matter what it was, um, he made everything bigger than than what it was. Yeah, no, he's a legend in the business, the greatest ring announcer of all time, obviously. Um, the voice of wrestling in a lot of ways, and it's a shame that he passed away at 69. I mean, I think his health has been deteriorating for a couple of years now. Uh, we haven't really seen much of him. We haven't heard much. I don't know when the last time he was at on WWE TV. I know, I think he introduced The Undertaker to the ring on Raw 25, but I heard that he wasn't shown. He was just heard. I wasn't at, I was at the Barclays Center that night. I wasn't at, um... <laughs> the manhattan center so i don't know for a fact he has been on the show in a few years he used to do the hall of fame announcement every year i think but it, that ended in 2017 at wrestlemania so uh anyway uh really yeah, i was really sad to hear that i actually had a chance to meet him a couple of years ago at one of those convention things and he could not have been nicer very nice guy and yeah. uh yeah it's a real big loss for the industry all right, Graham. Uh, let's let, let's try to turn it up a little bit. More more positive stuff. More yeah. easygoing stuff. So obviously we had AEW and NXT um, last night. We are taping this on Thursday, the sixteenth. So uh, real quick, NXT was it live or no? I think it was because they're like, oh, every show is going to be live now. So I believe it was, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, I know AEW was taped, correct? Yeah, they've been they've been taped for I think they taped everything for the next month earlier this month. And I think the highlight was or you know the, the big you know thing was the main event with Moxley and and Hager for the world uh, for the world title on NXT. I skimmed through a little bit. I don't know. I seen Balor and uh, Velveteen confront each other. I don't know what, what part of the show that was, but um, I think Killer Cross uh, attacked Champa, some shit like that, right? Yeah, Killer Cross ended the show attacking Ciampa, which was cool. Um, good way. It was a good show overall. I thought that was a cool ending. The tag team title match with that guy, Timothy Thatcher, debuting as Matt Riddle's partner was good. Um, yeah, and they built to a lot of matches last week. I, I didn't. Some episodes of NXT even better than others, but I thought last night's was enjoyable. So, anything stood out from AEW or NXT last night? Um, yeah, NXT I thought was the better show. AEW, they've been putting together some really great shows. I did not think last night was among them. I really mm-hmm. don't. Um, didn't like last night's show at all. There was a lot of squash matches, which I know you're going to have to do sometimes. And NXT did it too, and I didn't think they had a great show whenever they did it. But they had like Sean Spears in a squash match. Like, who cares? Um, <laughs> the Jake Hager, the Jake Hager, John Moxley title match main event, I did not. I thought it was boring. I thought it was, you know, I thought the hype for it was great. The build for it was very good. The actual match just bored me to tears. Um, I liked NXT, though. I thought, you know, the TakeOver show last week was good. Dynamite this week was good. Uh, I mean, it was all right. I thought NXT was better. But, uh, yeah, that guy Timothy Thatcher debuting after a couple of months being with the company, I thought was a cool it was a cool little surprise for Matt Riddle's partner. So now the match with Hager and, and Moxley, you, you felt it was born because of the actual match. Because what threw me off was that JR was doing the commentary by himself and I don't know if that was by design 
I don't know if because they couldn't get anybody else to, to go along with Jr. for the for the commentary, but like I'm in I'm in the house and the match is on and I don't, I don't hear anybody talking, and then Jr. would talk and there'd be a little pause and Jr. would come on. And I'm like, where's everybody else at? Where's Shivani? Where's uh, Excalibur? I'm like, is Jr. doing this match by himself? And I didn't understand why that was the case. Yeah. So what I think happened with that was. So I, I talked to Jim Ross last week, mm. and he hasn't been on the show in a while. He, he won't be on the show for a while. Right. That was actually a Tony Khan call, which is interesting, um, to keep him at home, which he should. I mean, the guy's 68, I believe. I mean, there's no reason for him to be on the road if he doesn't have to be. Um, but anyway, he said that he'd be calling the match, and when I asked him if it was taped yet, like if he taped it in advance or whatever – the match was taped in advance. He had not, according to him, and he may have been working me, but he said he had not seen the match yet. He had not seen it. Mm-hmm. So I assume they pre-recorded it with him at home. He didn't. They didn't fly him out there. So yeah, it was just him. Right. And I believe he he did it remotely, probably either early Wednesday or Tuesday or something, because I talked to him Friday and he hadn't watched it yet. So um, yeah, it was just Jr. I thought he did a good job. I thought he did a better job than like Phillips and Byron Saxton did it with the last man standing match of Mania, which was like calling a golf tournament. It was so bad. <laughs> I thought I thought Jr. did a good job. I just thought the match itself was incredibly boring, just because Moxley. Mm-hmm. I like Moxley, but it was. Um, um, Hager really I like him but in a 30 minute match with no one there and it just I don't know he's not very exciting so shorter and sweeter matches are really his strong suit so real quick so I read somewhere that regarding double or nothing in May that I think they're still gonna do it but obviously they're not gonna have it in Vegas is that correct yeah, not a double or uh, not a um, MGM grant. I think that was kind of a given after everything. Right. Kind of through the end of May has already been canceled, and double or nothing was no exception. So, uh, yeah, no, that that's off the table. And uh, they they're, they said they're still doing it. It's probably going to be at whatever venue they've been taping TV at. Yeah. The issue with my only thing with this mm-hmm. is that it's cool they're still doing the show. Listen, you can't crap on WWE for like, oh, they're still you know having shows, live shows, blah blah blah. And then not crap on AEW for doing the exact same thing. Right. I mean, they taped in advance, which I think is smarter. That's a whole other issue, the whole essential media crap. But with AEW, if they're going to do the show, I don't think it's fair to have it be full price. The network I know, like Fight TV, was still charging 60 bucks for it. But, if, dude, if you sign up for a free month of the network, you can watch Mania for free. So that didn't really bother me. With Double or Nothing, though, you have to pay six, 50, 60 bucks for an empty arena show? I mean, come on. Really? I, I don't think that's fair. If you're not going to do it as a TV special, which is what Impact is doing right now, they were supposed to have a pay-per-view that I was supposed to be at, actually, in New York City this weekend. They moved it to a TV special in the next couple of weeks, which I think is smart. If they're keeping this as a pay-per-view and they would lose a lot of money if they don't, I don't think it should be 60 bucks. I think that's completely ridiculous, especially if it's not going to be the same big pay-per-view that it would have been um, you know, initially before this whole thing happened. Maybe chop it down to 35 or 40, maybe 60, 55 bucks, or even $50, I think is a lot, you know, just too much money. Okay, to be fair, because um, you know, I, that's what I like to do. Do you know offhand... Or find out later on if you don't know now, but the price for WrestleMania on pay-per-view, was it the same as what our chamber was uh, the month prior? So, if, and, and that went on regular. 
So WrestleMania, did you see a decrease in the price for uh, for pay per view? The same, higher? Because I know they offered it on Fox Sports, uh, the, the app, and uh, of course the network. But did you see a rise, decline, or same price for WrestleMania, knowing that it'll be uh, in a fucking empty arena? No, it wasn't. It wasn't any different. The only difference was that they split the cost between the two nights. So you could have watched one night for like. 30 bucks or something and then the second night for the same amount which would have come out to the same amount um for one show yeah as one show okay got it which i again i noted that i i think that's i mean yeah still a lot but my thing is you could have watched mania though for free it with the free trial on the network so mm-hmm. at least there's a way to get it at a decrease at a decreased price or for 10 bucks right and if you're watching stuff on pay-per-view anyway i mean again it's cool they have other avenues to watch the shows but if you're re- honestly, if you're buying it on Fight TV and you're not just paying up for a network subscription, you're an idiot. I mean, it's, it's ten dollars. Come on, dude. Like with <laughs> double or nothing, they don't have that. They don't have that option. It has to be you have to pay fifty bucks or you can illegally stream it, which isn't always the smartest idea. Right. So it, I mean, it, it stinks. So uh, they don't have that option. So that's why I think it's uh, kind of messed up a little bit. Um. Last point. What do we miss from SmackDown and Raw this week? I know um, Seth had the had the running with Drew McIntyre. Um, again, I didn't see the whole thing. I, I'm just seeing what I saw on Twitter. But so Seth had a running with Drew McIntyre, Braun, and Bray. I think that's the next program. Uh, I did see that. But other than that, I know it's still empty arena. But and it, other than that, was there any notables from uh, from SmackDown or Raw this week? Not really. SmackDown has been lame as always. Um, I thought <laughs> they kicked off the Bray Wyatt Braun feud, which is interesting. I think it's too soon for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know who else you put in that spot, but I think Bray and Braun is more of a SummerSlam type of feud just because both guys need wins right now. So I, I wouldn't put them against each other. But other than that, the show is a complete dud. Um, Raw, I thought, was actually a good show. They set some names for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. They right. set up Shayna. They set up Nia. They set up Asuka. So I thought that was well done. Um, Drew and Andrade had a good thing going, and the match was only five minutes. But I thought they did a great job of establishing Zelina Vega's new stable. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I th- it, it was a it was a it was a good show. I actually enjoyed Raw this week more, which I have on the on the most on on the whole for the most mm-hmm. part for the last couple of months since this whole thing started. Right. Um, last week's show I thought completely sucked though. The post WrestleMania show was terrible, but I thought this week's was actually pretty good. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it, right? I know it's um not much to talk about nowadays. Um, but I think that's that's pretty much it, right? For the last week or so. Yeah, I think so. That's all I can think of. But um, matter of fact, yeah, real that's quick, pretty much it for the most part. Matter of fact, real quick, you as a fan, I know you you know you're saying SmackDown is terrible and Raw's been whatever. But I mean, with the current climate, still as a fan, like, do you still? Do you still get that urge? All right, it's Friday. I, I got to watch SmackDown. Oh, it's Monday. I got to watch Raw. I know we, we've been watching it for so long, and there's nobody in the crowd. But, like, how are you more like, yeah, I could DVR it and watch it later and skim through it? Or do you still watch it from beginning to end live? 
Well, so here's the thing between the two of them, between the two shows, yeah, the whole current climate thing, I totally understand. Raw has still been good. I'm not saying it's been, oh, it's been unwatchable without mm. the fans. I mean, it stinks, but I hate to say it. I've just become accustomed to not watching uh, a wrestling show with fans. Oh, I, yeah. I've just gotten used to it. I enjoyed Raw a lot this week. I think before, I mean, last week's show wasn't good. The week before that, a couple of weeks going into Mania, the, the promos alone, I thought were great. And they're also not relying on the match pay-per-view replays anymore, which is smart. The, the thing with SmackDown, it's not like, oh, man, SmackDown's really t- taken a blow since they've gone to the Performance Center. No fans. Dude, SmackDown has sucked since they went to Fox. Like, this is not anything new at all. Mm-hmm. The creative on that side of things is just terrible. Um, aside from a few things here and there with, like, Brian and Gulak and Mandy and Otis. Other than that, the whole show on the whole has been completely unwatchable. And, no, I, I mean, I felt that way even a couple months ago. Like... I will watch SmackDown after the fact. More often than not, I will not watch SmackDown live. I will watch it like the next day or later that night because uh-huh. it's just it's not a priority to me anymore. And it's just it's because the show just isn't must see whatsoever. Like when they're calling up the Forgotten Sons, the SmackDown, and that's the only call up that you have. To me, that that kind of writes it off as a forgettable show. No pun intended. Damn. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying Raw, but SmackDown, this isn't a current climate issue. It's been terrible for months now. Yeah, uh, I knew real quick you mentioned Money in the Bank, and that's, that was supposed to be in, in Baltimore in May, and that's not going to happen. Obviously, I think it'll be in, in, in the PC. And I think the last point I would make is I read a rumor that they might even rent out the PC for certain things, certain events, boxing, UFC, or, or something like that. I know there's nothing uh, set in stone, but that was a rumor that they might start to rent out the PC. What would you make about that? So rent out the PC for like future shows. You're saying like like if if if, uh, if boxing wants to use their PC to, to to hold a boxing match or UFC, that the 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 McMahon would rent out the PC for the, those events to happen. That I have not heard. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't know if they would deem to be. I don't know if they would be deemed essential media. WWE was. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if AEW was though. That's the thing. I feel like I'm not going to get into it right now, but I definitely think there is something in this conspiracy that Vince had an in with Trump. Like Trump had mentioned Vince during like a news broadcast, like literally the next day after this. So I feel like they had to pull some strings and get some things done with. The president who Vince is very close with to get them deemed essential media because if, right. if if only they're essential media but not AEW then there's definitely a fix in there and it's just, <laughs> what's the difference between the two they're they're all it's all pro wrestling so it's like right. that's ridiculous exactly so and, if, and if, if if AEW can't tape anymore then there's there's an issue there yeah and plus they and, and they're both in Florida too exactly yeah it's the same state that's so crazy. if they can't tape then. They need to figure something out. That's exactly. that's not good. Like what makes Orlando different than Jacksonville? <laughs> exactly. What, what's what makes Double or Nothing any different than WrestleMania? Exactly. Um, Graham Matthews. You can find him on Twitter at WrestleRant. Great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DDT. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, on the Cruise Control Podcast Network. Graham, my man, always appreciate it. Thank you, Randy. Sounds good. I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. You too. Adios. All right.